Welcome to the 317 Experience, the official podcast of The Exchange. Our goal this season is to introduce you to a new Black business in three key points, one voice, and in seven minutes or so. This is the 317 Experience, the Black Businesses Matter edition. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the 317 Experience. Today we are continuing our storytelling series in partnership with Black Businesses Matter. And today I'm excited to talk to Geneva Taylor with TELUS Executive Search, the Executive Director. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate being here. So before we jump into your business, we like to kick off with a little icebreaker where I ask you rapid style questions and you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Are you a morning person or night owl? Neither. (laughs) How do you take your coffee? I don't. I drink tea. (laughs) What is your favorite dessert? Anything chocolate. Ah. What is your definition of a perfect day? Um, A cloudy but warm and breezy day. (laughs) What makes you feel loved? My family. What's your favorite concert or artist? Prince. (laughs) (laughs) If you could have dinner with anybody in the world, dead or alive, who would it be? Uh, Barack Obama. Very cool. Okay, last question. Besides your own, who or what is your favorite Black-owned business? Besides my own, I would say Optimist Solutions, my friend Joy Mason. Oh, we love Joy, and she is fantastic. Yes. So let's go back a few years. Where did you grow up, and who or what inspired your early years? You're being very kind calling it a few years ago, but... uh... (laughs) So I grew up in Harvey, Illinois, um, and it's a south suburb of Chicago, and it's a blue-collar neighborhood, if you want to call it that. I don't know if it has a collar anymore, because a lot of businesses moved away. Um, So that's what influenced me, in a sense. My parents, um, you know, my family's all from the south suburbs, for the most part, in a little town called Phoenix, Illinois. Nobody probably even knew a Phoenix was in Illinois. It's right next to Harvey. Um, and we all grew up, uh, went to Thornton High School. I'm a Wildcat, uh, Thornton Wildcat. And I went to Northwestern to be a Northwestern Wildcat. So purple is my color, purple and Wildcats is my symbol. Um, so just being inspired by just having a real big, close fit, you know, close knit family. Um, always believing that we were to do more than where we're coming from and that anything is possible. That's really how I was influenced growing up. I'm not, never expected or never, never saw myself as less than anyone else, even though we didn't grow up with a lot. I didn't know I didn't grow up with a lot. I, I felt like we had everything we needed and anything that we strive for was possible. So very positive environment growing up. And isn't that a game changer? I mean, to wake up or just kind of live your life knowing I didn't know I was poor and having that positivity. Yes. And just the expectations. I mean, 
I tease folks. So we we tease folks, and you know, our family, my 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 mom and dad, we were Wayne and Judy's kids. You know, Wayne and Judy's kids were supposed to be doing something. So it was not an option to fail. We just didn't even think that was something that was possible to do. So just that feels a certain resilience, not in a you know, expectation or entitlement way. It just builds resilience that you know you're supposed to succeed. You know it's possible to succeed. I love it. So you go from small town in Illinois to now you're in a mid-size Indiana town. Has that love or your talent for helping people always been there because people always expected that of you? Or how did that come about? Well, if you if uh, people that know me well, it's it's a love, but it's a tough love. <laughs> it's a straight up, you need to get your act together kind of love. And I would say that, yeah, that's kind of more of what we came about. You know that that came naturally for me, and I'm um, my um, my account exec will often tell people that I'm a straight no chaser. Because you know I tell it like it is, and I do it with the greatest intent. And people seem to appreciate that. I've done that my whole life, my whole career. I've helped people with their resumes from being on the resume writing committee at NSBE, National Society of Black Engineers, at Northwestern. I've mentored people throughout my career, whomever asked for advice, they got it. It wasn't like, I'm going to be shy about it. And <laughs> the nice thing is, though, now that I'm out here on my own, in my own business, I get to interact with people over my 30-year career. And oftentimes they tell me something that I said to them that I hardly remember. I'm like, that was pretty great advice. I'm glad I told you that. So <laughs> that's, that's really... I think just who I am, I always was. I'm very much a problem solver. And if I want, if I can help people and they need some advice, I can see it clear, more clearly than maybe I can even see myself sometimes. I love that. So let's dig in. What is TELUS Executive Search? What products or services do you provide? And most importantly, what makes you unique? Yeah, so... TELUS Executive Search. So TELUS is my maiden name. Um, my last name now is my ex-husband's name. And I tease that I could never put my business in my ex-husband's name. But TELUS is my maiden name. And um, around that, what makes us uh, who we are and what we do, it says Executive Search. That's what we strive to be. We have done a CEO role, but we we primarily work in um, engineering technical fields and um how should I say, um, procurement, which is my background, and a lot of with a lot of manufacturing companies. So the clients are the companies. The companies pay us to find them talent. So the services we provide are recruiting and search consultancy service, talent advisory services. We help our clients' companies find top candidates. We call them impact players, people who can make a difference in their business. And what makes us unique is being a certified minority women-owned business, we track diversity, we attract diversity. And, you know, just reflecting on the last five years, we actually looked at the numbers and one third of our candidates were diverse candidates. So I, I knew it was happening. I didn't measure it until recently. And now we're measuring it going forward because you know, I would say that diverse candidates want to work with somebody who they can think that they can trust too. I mean, every recruiter 
wants to get good candidates, but we get candidates because they also like and trust us. And we give them, uh, our candidates and our clients, the companies, they often comment on how professional we are, how hands-on we are throughout the process and how we are like partners. So that's what makes us unique. And uh, we branded ourselves Search Consultants Who Care because we do care about the quality of the process, the services that we provide, not just headhunting. I hate that word headhunter. We're not just looking for a body to fill a role. We're looking for a match. We're looking to change people's lives and change companies' um, trajectory by finding them great talent. I love that caring piece because that's that humanity side that's missing in so much of what we're doing. So exactly. let's just keep 100. Like a lot of these clients that you're probably working for, um, and it's it's the grass is not greener. Um, talent's hard to find. Why yes. do we have this talent gap in our region? And really, let's dig into it. Why are companies saying they can't find diverse talent? Well, my, my view is this, that there's no perfect person and it's a little bit, it goes from the top of the company down to the middle management and all the way through that if you're looking for perfection, you're not going to find it because no human is perfect. Um, but you have to find people who are willing to learn, willing to, to, you know, you have to take a chance on some people. And I think that's where we have the gaps. There's certain biases too that are just pre they pre-exist, you know, in certain cultures, no matter what the company tries to strive for. They really need to educate their staffs to recognize when they are showing biases. I mean, we all have biases. I've had biases. And I think once you peel the, you know, peel that back, you realize that, no, this is possibly the best candidate I could have ever found. They just didn't come in the package that I thought I expected them to come in. And so I think it has to be very intentional. They can't, candidates can't just post and pray, but neither can clients. Companies post and pray. They post a job and pray that something interesting comes by their way. And then they're disappointed when it doesn't happen. That's where somebody like me, a talent advisor comes into play. You know, we make sure that the candidates match what they're looking for, but we also sometimes have to coach the client, the companies, like what you're looking for doesn't exist. Or if it does exist, there's only 90 people in the whole country that can do that. You need to tone that down a bit. What you're trying to have one person do might need to be two jobs. They need our insight. So both the clients, the companies need our insight, but so do candidates, because candidates also shoot themselves in the foot by having horrible resumes, bad approaches to the process, you know, not understanding their true value, not articulating their true value. So I think the talent is there. The gap is in expectations on both sides. I really do feel that the gap is there, but certain jobs are, how should I say, certain jobs that have been created or are being expected to fill, there may not be a market for that person. They may have to develop that and they need to be more open to see that they're not gonna find that perfect, absolute fit for certain types of positions. That's fantastic insight. I mean, this just sounds like we need a hybrid approach that brings both candidates and your, your companies closer to center to compromise mm -hmm. on how to find the right fit. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and and unfortunately, you know, especially on some of the 
I want to say hourly and um, kind of necessary skilled labor positions. Sad thing is they just need people to show up. <laughs> you know, people need to want to work and show up and do their best. And, and what makes them want to do that? Guess what? The company culture. If the company is allowing, you know, how should I say, inefficiencies to exist, that disengages their employees. So it is a match. It's got to be a match. Companies have to care enough to uh, listen and let their people have a voice. And people need to care enough to show up and use their voice. So you have a lot of experience from before you started your company and now that you have some years under your belt with your organization. What's the most memorable experience, um, whether it's opening your doors or helping people or a funny story? What can you share with us now that you're wearing your entrepreneurial hat? Now I got a lot of those. Well, I didn't always have a door. <laughs> I started off working remote from home, then co-working spaces. And only since last year did I have a real door in an office of my own. And I'm in the Nexus Impact Center, which I love. Um, so I would say anything from having the uh, doorbell ring at home while you're in the middle of a call with a client, um, having the, the the grandkids come by and knocking on the door in the middle of a phone call, saying that they want a snack, uh, you name it. But I would say memorable experiences. I've had some, because of my relationships with people, you know, I've had some really rewarding opportunities. Um, one of my former executive vice presidents that I used to work with, I used to work at Rolls Royce, he came to me one day and just said, can you fill 50 positions? And I said, okay. And not knowing how and what, and it was like my first four months in business. And I said, I guess I'll figure it out, right? And what was rewarding about that was because I'm part of a network of recruiters, I'm part of MRI network, and um, I was able to partner with other offices and fill um, over 40, 40 of those 50 positions in 18 months. And that was pretty amazing. And it was all a partnership. I coordinated all the efforts with the client. But uh, just knowing that I had partners out there that could help me kind of launch my business and help me be successful. And we all really won in that situation because we, we all got some work out of it and we all made a little bit of money on it. So that was very rewarding. Those are my favorite stories. There's enough work out there and money out there that we can all win. <laughs> That's exactly right. I mean, now, if I could add to my more recent celebration, and it's a small one, but it was a very impactful, was I actually found someone who thought they were near retirement, that they didn't have any more to give, didn't think anybody wanted them. They had a perfect skill set for one of my clients. She started a new life with that client and is, is so revived by the opportunity. You know, I think she's become a friend for life now. Um, she's older person, um, had a, a little bit of hearing loss, a little bit of other things going on and they just didn't see how anybody would, you know, it's almost like a dating game sometimes when people are looking for jobs and she's like, nobody wants to date me. You know, I'm like, no, you have a skill set. You are valuable. 
and just the belief in the, the things that she's doing and the, how the company has embraced her, that was a big win for me. That just showed me that that's another way how diversity matters. The, like, again, the package doesn't always fit what your expectations are, but you might find the biggest surprise in, uh, on both ends of the story. Oh, you're making me smile. You really do live <laughs> by your core values that you care and you're not just filling roles to fill them. Like you're thinking about the person, also the client and bringing mm -hmm. all of that together. Absolutely. It's, it, that's what makes my job fun. That's what makes me smile too. So break down your audience for us again. So I know you're helping people kind of fulfill the roles and your recruiter who cares, but who should come to tell us executive search and why? Yeah, so, you know, that's an interesting uh, question in the sense that a lot of people feel like recruiters or they might think headhunters help people find jobs. Well, they help people that fit certain positions find jobs. Um, what I do is I go a little bit beyond that. I do try to work with people who might just need a, a little bit of coaching or mentoring along the way to help them with their resumes. I encourage those kind of people that are trying to just get, get some straight advice, they can contact us. But certainly the companies who need talent, who need diverse talent, who are open to uh, getting some, in a sense, mentoring and coaching too on how they go about finding that talent. They may have their own internal recruiters, but they haven't necessarily have recruiters that have worked in the business. And those type of companies and those type of candidates should also contact us. I've hired people. I tell uh, new grads, you know, it's great that you have your career center, but how many of those people have ha hired people to work for them? You know, are you getting advice from somebody who's really managed people and hired people? And I think that's another way that we can help people. But we know we can't place everyone, but I do want everyone who does contact us to be in a better place to get a placement, to get a position or any client that we can't help to know what's out there in the market. So I'd say we're we're pretty wide open, but truly our website shows our specialty in engineering, technology, um, supply chain, and certain industries like manufacturing, aerospace, medical device. Those are kind of our specialties. That's our niche. But I do, I, I'm a, unlike a lot of other recruiters, I will talk to people even if they're not in that. If they're in sales, if they're in finance, I will have a conversation. We might not be able to help you immediately, but just knowing what you, you know, getting a little advice on how to make yourself more ready for their next opportunity might be the best we could do for them right then and there. And again, we care about how people feel. We, uh, my favorite quote is a Maya Angelou quote, people will forget what you did, people will forget what you said, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And that's what I live by, you know, I want to make, you know, this sounds kind of corny, but I want to make the world a better place, one candidate at a time. I want people to be ready uh, for their opportunity and I will give it to them straight. If they're not ready, I will help them prepare. I'll give them homework. So. I think I invest a lot of my time and energy and my, my people's time and energy just making the, that marketplace more even playing field for everyone. And I think 
as far as companies are concerned, knowing that we do that, that they work with us, they're not going to just get a resume and wonder why the heck they got it. <laughs> you know, we're going to, by the time they get somebody presented by us, they know that person's been screened and qualified and probably represent at least 80% of the things that they're looking for. So that's the kind of people that should contact us. I, I hope I answered that um, as clearly as I could. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's not corny. I feel like the fact that you care, your candor and directness is taken um, with the right light and is taken um, very seriously. And people actually appreciate that. Now that you got us excited, how can people find you? How can they work with you? Tell us all the ways that you like to be contacted. Well, they can absolutely go. Well, we are on Google, Google My Business. So you can find us through Google, probably through search engine optimization. You can find us on our website, www.tellissearch.com. We have resume tips on there. We have our job postings on there and other information. Uh, we're on LinkedIn at Tellissearch. Uh, I think it's TELUS Executive Search on LinkedIn with the dashes in between. But if you type TELUS Executive Search, you should find us. We're on Facebook at TELUS Search. Um, and then uh, I know we're on Instagram. I think that's that's TELUS Search or that's called TELUS Talks Careers. TELUS Talks Careers is on Instagram. And I think we're on Twitter. I, can't, I don't keep up with everything. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, and the reason is sometimes it's Telus Search versus Telus Executive Search, and this is kind of a silly thing. They told me when I decided to call my company Telus Executive Search, if you spell that all out, it said sex in the middle of it, and they said you don't want that, so you might want to just go and call it Telus Search. So that's why it's Telus Search. But I, I like the Executive Search. If I'm putting my family name on it, it's going to be an Executive Search. <laughs> I love that. And I'm a huge fan of yours now, Geneva. I want continued success for your company. I love the fact that you're not just thinking about your corporations and clients, but you're thinking about your customers from the individual level and helping candidates, which is such a, a gap in our country right now and in our region as um, people are looking for jobs and there's a talent gap. So I, you have a very important job and I want to thank you for your leadership here. Oh, thank you very much. I forgot one more thing. We are starting to branch into interim staffing, contract staffing. And so I didn't know if I really mentioned that. So it's not just about permanent placements, but we're also doing contract staffing, which might be long-term contracts. It's not like short-term part-time work. This is full-time work from one to three years. So we're working on getting clients, companies that need talent. And it might, you know, many of those opportunities convert to a full-time permanent position. So I want to make sure everybody knows that too, that it's not just an engineer permanent position. It could be a contract position or staff augmentation, temporary or interim help too. But I really appreciate you and this opportunity to speak to the world <laughs> and your network. And any way I can ever support you and Black Onyx, I'd be thrilled to do that. So you can call on me anytime. We're friends now. 
<laughs> Thank you, Geneva. And I like clear talk for clear understanding. So can you say that piece again? People should not sleep on some of this contract work. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Because you never know what door might open for you. So contract or interim work. And even if you've been if you've been downsized, there might not be a permanent position that comes knocking on your door. If you get the opportunity to continue working and do a contract position, it's not the way it used to be. It's just like the gig economy is real. So you can do that work and it might turn into a permanent position, but it keeps you active. It keeps you learning. It keeps you knowledgeable. So I say, you know, stay open to contract opportunities. Thank you for that. And thank you for hosting today, Geneva. Thank you.